Aloha, listeners of the Reject Nation. Thank you for joining us once again for this audio review of Ahsoka, episode six. It's a doozy. Lots to unpack, lots to discuss. Greg, Michael, and myself are about to break it down. But before we do that, if you want to enjoy the reaction highlights to this episode alongside the review, that's available over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash therealrejects. Or if you want to get the complete experience, come on over to patreon.com slash therealrejects. Sync up with your own copy and enjoy the full thing front to back. It's a blast. And uh, as well, we've got our new merch store open, rejectnationshop.com. You can check out our ah, soda t-shirt inspired by Ahsoka Tano, as well as a whole bunch of other lovely designs. Got new ones coming in the works as well. And uh, yeah, last but not least, uh, before we hop into this, let's hear a word from our sponsor and then on to the review. Want to give a shout out to the masterminds at Goat Games, creators of some of the hottest RPGs in the mobile. Today they bring us another gem, Bloodline Heroes of Lethus. In Bloodline, you'll build a kingdom and collect champions to defend it. The coolest part? Craft your very own legendary champions by blending bloodlines of elves, demons, orcs, and so many more. It's free to play. Just hit the link in the description box or scan the QR code right here. Immerse in a mobile game like never before. Merry Bloodlines, creating thousands of hybrid champions. Ever thought about mixing a Lycan and Dragonborn? Now you can! Plus, there are insane guild wars, events, and nail-biting arena battles. Meet the Tide Raisers, fierce demigods from the darkest seas. My personal favorite? The Vampire Clan Divella. Here's Lionstone, a tank champion who's an absolute beast. All right, so some juicy stuff. Number one, download now for free on Android and iOS. Use my link below or scan the QR code. Two, grab a starter pack worth $20 with my link. We're talking summoning crystal, heaps of gold and diamonds. Three, first 30 to drop their account ID and username below. You're snagging a free, legendary, female succubus champion, the Luxuriant. So don't wait. Dive into Bloodline Heroes of Lethus and let the adventure begin. Thank you again for sponsoring this video. Once again, require the aid of your dark magic. Yes, let's go. The thread of destiny demands it, Granddad. Let's go. Oh. All right. He kind of looks like Robert Patrick. A little bit. <laughs> There's a little Vladimir Putin too in his face. That's what they were going for, boy. Blue <laughs> Putin. That was well directed, too. All righty. Well, uh, I want to mention something that if uh, we, we do have like a real rejects podcast. And so if you are listening to this on you know, Apple, Spotify, whatever it may be, please rate it. That would really help us out a lot. And also, uh, I did not mention this at the top. Probably should have. Thank you to everyone who's been buying shirts from uh, Real Rejects Apparel, man. It's been it's been really awesome to see your guys' support. Right now, I'm wearing my, uh, you know, the uh, protection, uh, protection services. services. I love that one so much. I came up with that. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, I love this one. Of course, we've had our Ahsoka shirts. A lot of you guys have been buying that as well. we got a bunch of other apparel and working on a new Ahsoka shirt right now. And it's almost done. It's almost done. I think you guys are really going to like it. I, I really love that one. But anyway, let's talk about the episode. All right. Who goes first? How about this? Let's weigh it by this scale. Okay. John, um, uh, Cold Stones, Creamery, uh, rank it. What, what, what would you say really quick? We'll go through everyone. Um, between like it, love it, and gotta have it? Um, no. I guess it's a love it then. All right. You know? All right. Michael? Um, it's the... The birthday cake flavor and like, could they add some cookie? Dough? Oh wait, uh, 
You're going by the increments of this. Oh, I'm making my order. Yeah. Uh, I felt cookies and cream about <laughs> this episode. You know what I mean? A few nuts, a cherry maybe? No, I, I think this was a, it was the perfect opening to something new. Which is a, <laughs> my favorite. So are you, like an, are you on a light? Are you, do you, new do you like it or love it? Or gotta have it. Or are you like, I gotta have it. Okay, so Good. that's the highest that's the rank. Best. Yeah, that's the no, best. I gotta have it, uh, and I love it, yeah. and I like it. See <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all of the above, and uh, I would say I, I, no, nah, I, I, I gotta have it. Yeah, I gotta have it. I, well, I, now I, mean, I feel pressured to up this my is rate. A, this, this is a, I, I really, I really like this one a lot. Um, this is one of the best ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, John, considering your uh, overwhelming praise was not as high as yes. whatever Michael was doing, uh, well, you go first, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this and the previous episodes certainly feel like they have a, a, a fluidity of momentum that naturally comes one into the other. And I, you know, again, as the least uh, comprehensively knowledgeable person in this room, this episode <laughs> related to Star Wars or in general? In general, okay. across <laughs> life, <laughs> I am certain. Uh, but Star Wars as well. This episode uh, really did a nice thing for me, which was it did feel like it was taking advantage of that gradual, deliberate, and pensive tone that this show particularly wants to put forward. But also, um, it felt like it was applying that tone in just the right amount to exploration and to uh, setting up suspense and mm -hmm. to all of the flavors they were hoping to build. So the only reason I felt kind of short of being like, I gotta have it is because I'm at that point where I'm like, especially again, as of these two episodes, I'm like, this is cooking and I'm really enjoying the progression we're making. Even the arrival of Thrawn, the arrival of Ezra, those are things that certainly probably mean more to you, but to me still got me excited, still got me worried. I mean, you know, we've had all these issues in these shows of things being set up well and maybe not being paid off. But for right now, the introduction of this new big bad, seeing this new side of the world, I was quite pulled in and dazzled by a lot of that stuff. And, and yeah, now the only thing sort of I, I've learned with these shows to be a little bit cautious as to how they go about sticking their landings and paying things off. But this felt like the kind of episode that both manages to give you not everything, you know, it doesn't blow the load too soon, but this one actually does give you some things you've been anticipating, and it does so whilst maintaining the gradual yeah. tone they've wanted to. just have to think about Grandma. <laughs> this this was very nicely pitched to me. This was very well balanced, and uh, I am just hoping that they can maintain and continue to build on this as we go. That's really funny. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. Um this part of the chapters in YouTube video is is called uh, General Thoughts or huh. just Ahsoka Episode 6 I don't, I'm not familiar with General Thoughts. Well, <laughs> where, we're, where, where did we're, we're going we're to have chapters for like, you know, Thrawn, yeah. Ezra. Oh, sure. So, so what is it, your general review? I mean, my, my general <laughs> thoughts are they took us to a new galaxy. I think they successfully achieved making us feel like we were in a new galaxy. Mm. I really love that this one is inspired a lot more heavily on like eastern culture uh and in particularly like really leaning into some of the more kind of mythological and and almost fantastical elements of star wars uh I, what they did in terms of like demonstrating how time has passed and what they've done with like thrawn and his people i thought was just marvelous like Clearly, Dave Filoni like played Fallout New Vegas and got some inspiration from <laughs> some of the sick 
like gladiator slash like samurai esque inspiration of uh, uh, of the armor. Um, but it was it was new and refreshing, and it was nice to like see an alien species that we didn't all know right away, um, and to almost in that moment of being lost in translation, uh, and even like to to your point, like as we were entering the galaxy and seeing it through the perspective of them looking out the window, it was nice to have something just new. Um, so general thoughts are, I'm like super excited to see where this goes. Yeah, yeah, I. I loved. I mean, I agree with everything you guys said. I loved the. I loved the mood of it. Like I was just vibing with this episode again. That tone, which has been somewhat conflicting for some audiences, and then even for ourselves in a couple of episodes where it wasn't quite driving with us, it's very much applicable for stepping into unknown terrain. Mm. You know, where everything kind of feels like it could be a threat of some kind, and I think the transportation to this new galaxy is really, really cool. I didn't quite yet. Get, I really feel like we just ventured to a new planet. Um, sure. yeah. Far, yeah. I, have, I haven't quite. In, I haven't quite got that feeling of yeah. Whoa, you know, yeah. crazy new galaxy. It, it feels like yeah, new, some new creatures, some new aliens. Yeah. And, but but the the point of it was to establish like the ancient ruins, and, and I really I really enjoyed that part of it. And I think the the build and setup of what's to come is really exciting stuff. I think this is one of those episodes that can be easy for some people perhaps to criticize as well because because of the build up to a yeah. new galaxy and it is just kind of barren wasteland and you don't really see much that feels like entirely yeah. new, yeah. you know, because a lot of it feels like. Uh, if anything, it, it feels like multiverse version of some of the things we kind of know sure, <laughs> already sure. and, and pl- uh, that, yeah. that we've been familiar with. However, it is just the first one. And to me, what's more important is establishing goals, motivation, character, more than aesthetic. Because if we were getting yeah. more of that and less of character, then we'd be complaining about that shit instead. Yeah. And I feel like what we got uh, outweighs it all. Now let's really talk about them and the good stuff, right? God. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's a perfect segue, uh, if it's all right, to talk about Thrawn. Yes. Uh, I, I feel I'm chomping at the bit here. I'm, <sighs> when can I go in there and talk about Thrawn? <laughs> <laughs> right After <now>. this prolonged pause. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> After a word from our sponsors. Uh, Thrawn... And the Night Sisters. One chapter at a time. We're going we're gonna to bundle them up for time's sake. Uh, they are trying to flee this galaxy. Yeah. And that, to me, is the most exciting part of this entire story, is that you have, like, these, like, sage elders, and I love how, like, they've really played into, like, the fates from Greek mythology, even with, like, the threat. Like, it's, it's not so on the nose, um, it is the nose. Uh, <laughs> there is something bigger and scarier that they are fleeing from. And I think when you kind of recontextualize this story and that the reason that the first planet that we see is so dead and barren is because this is a galaxy that is near its end, uh, sets up something that is big and different and exciting. Um, and I think also puts all of these characters into a very, very strange uh, predicament. And I think, like I've said from the beginning, like Thrawn is one of the most complex, interesting characters in Star Wars. 
I hope that they do him justice. Um, I, just like seeing the transition from animation to live action. I mean, it's like beautiful other than his, his outfit, which needs to go. <laughs> like everyone else got a sweet new deal. And it's a coming boy. <laughs> yeah, just something new. Um, but I get it. Like they need a blue outfit. <laughs> but um, Lars played him in, in Rebels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and to have that uh, continuity of character. And I thought his performance was just. Yeah. They um, won't get that with Rex. No. Because Rex is probably dead at this point. No, I mean, when, when Rex appeared <laughs> in the flashback. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, listen, they, they, they got <laughs> it. They were, they, were throwing us, <laughs> they were throwing us bird seed, and, and we took it and ate it like happy little birds because uh, we're all pigeons in Dave Filoni's world. Um, <laughs> Boids. Put that on a plaque. <laughs> we're uh, all pigeons perched on Dave Filoni's hat. <laughs> That's exactly it. But... No, I mean, Thrawn's gravitas, I think his like weird cult-like thing that he's got going on is really unique. Part of me wondered for a minute, because they were like very, very gung-ho about Thrawn. I mean, like saying his name as like he's like God Emperor. Part of me wonders if the Dathomir witches have maybe used a little of their magic to bring a little extra obedience to the troops because it was a little cult-like. Um, and while Thrawn is compelling, I'm... I'm not quite convinced that he's like God Emperor level, um, uh, but yeah, honestly, I would love to just like. I mean, they've yeah. been stranded, and they need a leader. Is he like the Wilson volleyball to their Tom Hanks and Castaway? <laughs> if that is the analogy <laughs> well, you wish to draw, that's the only analogy there <laughs> yeah. is to use. Well, and they've been exiled into a place where magic and dark magic at that is very much a thing. Yeah. So I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm. I would, I would love, I know we'll never see it. I would love to see, like, how the <laughs> separation from Ezra Bridger went down uh, when they first arrived in this place and, and all of that. I mean, yeah, we probably won't, but rem when we're talking about yeah. Ezra, remind me to just, just say, Greg, what was that thing you wanted to bring up? Sure, I'm going to forget. And then, uh, <laughs> and I'm, One I'm of only, I remember what that <laughs> Remind is. us in the comments <laughs> section. Yeah. Um, but, John, I'm curious to get uh, your thoughts on... Because yes, I think for 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 us familiar with what they, what they have done is because like while they have the books of Thrawn and everything, bringing Lars Mikkelsen over, um, they have they're they are continuing the exact like like while you got whoever plays Sabine Wren doing her own rendition, while you got Rosario Dawson doing her own rendition. <laughs> this is this is a straight up yeah this is a straight up continuation from the yeah. animation into here. Um, where where I I feel like perhaps some of the makeup might get a little bit criticized. It's yeah. pretty bright, uh, you know. I, I think they have a cat. The guy's, the guy's blue. The guy's I mean, blue. It's just. You, yeah. I feel like if you've seen the image, it, it didn't bother me having seen some images and having heard him speak a few times. Anything is better than the Grand Inquisitor in Obi Wan. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but with with we're not as much familiarity, I would say. Uh, what would you? What what was your impression of the? villain that we that they've been building up to this whole time uh yeah it's certainly a gradual one because he is so calm collected in control but it was a very intriguing start to that for me especially given that he has this very unique and very sort of imposing looking squadron of taped up sort of they almost 
they almost feel like uh like uh oh god i'm gonna blank the name but you know like the, the army of the dead <laughs> in lord of the rings oh, or sure, something like sure. that you know and and yeah there is that sort of like cult level adherence that they might be under or whatever but at least from here i was sitting here going like well, this guy does seem like he has, he just carries himself with that level of poise, but also you can tell that there is such sort of uh, power and desire beneath the surface and mm. such a kind of will of vision. At least here right now, <laughs> I thought this was a solid start, a solid setup, because of course they're not, I didn't expect them to ever introduce him with some kind of like huge violent moment or anything like that. I understand this guy is at least supposed to be cunning and supposed to be maybe not just your average, you know, mustache twirling zealot. And this was in line with that. And it yeah. definitely had me curious and genuinely so <laughs> to see where the rest of this goes and it's also bolstered by the fact that you've got witches and and again these cool gold you know riffs on stormtroopers and stuff yeah i i'm when michael and i were first discussing thrawn a few episodes we were like really debating i was like no the guy's straight up a villain and a lot of that is just fr like i i read um the oh my god now's not a time to blink <laughs> a book <laughs> the, the comic at it i didn't read the actual uh, novel sure 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 uh, uh, <laughs> the hell's the title of it? Thrawn? Is it just called Thrawn? Yeah, it's the name of the series. And the Army of Dunharrow. Those are the There's not a subtitle to it? Well, there's the Ascendancy. Um, what was the one, um, the Marvel one that they adapted? They adopted straight from the, the uh, where, where the it starts it off, where he gets goes into, like, he's yeah, literally yeah. brought over, and he's talking about the jizz, and he, he has a lieutenant. And yeah, and he... Thrawn uh, the Dark World. It's a... Uh, it rises the ranks. Yeah. Is it just called Thrawn? I think it's just called Thrawn. Thrawn Ragnarok. Damn, I, th I, th I really Thrawn thought Lovin it was... Thunder. I really thought there was, like, a subtitle. I mean, there it. might be a subtitle, uh, but no, it's... Because Heirs of the Empire was the old books. Yeah. Um, the Empire's, but I anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So you've always seen him as evil, even after reading. No, 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 not from th there. He's like straight up the like, protagonist. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I'm saying that the the strongest um, uh, connection I I did have was via Rebels, where they played him very much like a villain. Yeah. And I was hoping that with adapting him to live action, that we would get more of that nuance yeah. um, from like the books that you've read. Or from the comic I read that I, I that I was hoping they they would bring that and here it seems like they're pretty much just leaning villainy. Uh, uh, I I I think that is could be a very well done misdirection. Um, I mean, keep holding out hope. There. No, I mean, it, it, <laughs> he shows up with a whole army. No, it doesn't I, matter. Kill, dispose of villain shit if must be. Let me do Listen, some I, villainous shit really quick. <laughs> I think I think he has number one. I think you can still be a villain, i.e. the Soviets. And like fight against the worst evil, i.e. the Nazis. Like, yeah. That being said, doesn't make you less of a villain. You're you're still a villain. You just happen to be on the right side. I think that whatever they're running away from in this galaxy is ultimately the the big big villain, and what? and that has always been Thrawn's motivation as a character. Yeah, like, that is the his like collective like the reason he he became part of the Empire. The reason that. He did everything that he did. I think his mistrust for the Jedi is, like, not necessarily misplaced. No. In that, like, <laughs> you know, like, was well, friends with Anakin, how'd that work out? Like, and, and, Well, and know? he also judges based off of history and lineage. Yeah. And um, not one mention of art here, you son of a bitch. That's why he's <laughs> mad. That's why he wants to leave. There's no art. <laughs> yeah, we can't is, learn anything. Where is the pan all these statues yeah. have big mouths and it's making me viscerally <laughs> uncomfortable? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I like, uh, but I, overall, I like Lars Mikkelsen's performance, yeah. and 
uh, obviously, it was funny. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna try this way. It sounded sensitive because she's very. Thrawn is usually portrayed as uh, you what know, buff. No, very skinny. Um, yeah, he's a scrappy little. He's skinny. He's gaunt. <laughs> this yeah. is a well-fed Thrawn. And yeah, he's a well-fed Thrawn. <laughs> this is a well-fed little Thrawn. little little belly he's got there. Um, but however, I kind of like it for the updated portrayal, especially sure. upon his introduction when you get that profile shot. <laughs> like, oh, he's found a way to kind of make it work. Here. Yeah, a little, bit, yeah. a little bit luxurious. And I'd rather yeah. get the performance of Lars more than anything well, that, else. Uh, that is kind of, I think, the best argument there. <laughs> but I also think that he probably just has a little belly. And yeah, I mean, yeah, White doesn't, not gonna get white doesn't look good on anybody <laughs> no. after Labor Day. I, I'm like, saying that I think people will bring it up. Yeah. And I'm saying I actually think it kind of works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, um, I'm for it. Uh and okay, so we got that. <laughs> and then uh but Ezra Bridger. Ezra I'm so happy. Uh <laughs> I I just think the casting was perfect. I was so worried that he was gonna be wearing his rebels outfit and was gonna look so like he looked so bad in the hologram. And I was so scared that that was, like, what we were gonna see. And instead we got this like entirely new look that still felt Jedi. Um, but also felt so different. Uh, instantly, instantly, his chemistry uh, with Sabine was just like no, straight, straight like, plucked out. Yeah, which is the perfect. back and forth. And the which banter. honestly, like, I'm really like Ahsoka's last episode really kind of solidified um, just the growth. And I was really hoping this episode would do it for me mm-hmm. um, for Sabine. I still haven't seen it. I'm hoping a little bit more time with Ezra and the two of them and their dynamic might give us something, but I'm it's I'm fair. beginning to think maybe I just don't like jo- like which stinks because I loved her character in, in Rebels. Um, but the live-action portrayal just has not been doing it for me. But I thought the build-up to Ezra was great. It was also just like a really nice juxtaposition from like angry, like, like hermit Luke um, and to get like, oh, no, here's like happy Ezra still being Ezra, yeah. still true to himself. Um, just a little bit older, a little bit wiser. Yeah, I mean he's wise. He's much wiser. I mean, uh, especially for se- <laughs> he seems like it. He seems more, a little bit more sage, yeah. which I really do I mean, appreciate. You look a little bit more sage than you used to, but I wouldn't say you're any wiser than you I were mean, when we first. Really met. fair. I mean, I haven't been stranded. <laughs> <laughs> that usually leads to some cool mystery and wisdom, yeah. as we've seen in Castaway. <laughs> yeah, what was in those boxes? <laughs> so I. Uh, yeah, I I, li- I like the little bit that we got there. Uh, it, it really felt like Ezra, Ezra Bridger, but grown up. You might say Ezra Miller. <laughs> 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 and and, I, and yeah, to me, I, I did. I I I'm not in love with the Sabine performance, but this was my favorite performance of hers because I, yeah. I liked her back and forth with Thrawn. Yeah, and I liked um, her, her her dynamic with Thrawn was really uh, the strongest. Her engagement with the uh, creatures I thought was really good too. I loved her fight scene, um, and especially with that final moment with with Ezra. That was like, yeah, this is my fa- this is my favorite episode of her, yeah. uh, specifically the live action one. But then again, John, I'm gonna throw it to you here on Ezra Bridger as the build up and not really having familiarity yeah. with him. Um, did it make an impression of sorts? Like, what's your honest take on on here as a as your whatever position? you are in life <laughs> I, <laughs> yes um uh segue into this point um no uh, it was a lovely introduction because it was a ray 
of Hope. And uh, I don't know. There was something about <laughs> the actor. <laughs> There's something about this actor showing up and especially joking about like, I don't know. You know, you start to play the math and the and the game of these shows and be like, oh, what are they going to hold on to? What are they going to not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, for everything that has come before it, again, I thought it was a genuinely bright ray to kind of cut through everything yeah. and to be like, oh, what a relief. And also here's a guy who, you know, it doesn't hurt that I have a new character who's also not very dour at the moment to, you know, learn about and to catch up to. And uh, that, that's the reminder point. Hey, Greg, oh, wow. good. Say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did yes, it all yeah. by himself. <laughs> okay, I, forgot, I almost forgot. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, it, oh, no, don't lose it, Greg. It's, it's, been a, it's been a few days, guys. You don't know what's been going on in my life. Uh, okay. The. They keep. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of this conversation about this planet and oh, there's like dark forces here, and it's threatening. And then you got like the witches, and and you keep. You know, there's a lot of emphasis too. I think you guys know where I'm going. There's a lot of emphasis too on Thrawn. Like we got to jump ship out of here, you know. Uh, but what I love with Ezra um, was there's an as as uh, Sabine is searching for him, she encounters creatures where there is such light generated from that, mm. you know, such joy. And then even with Ezra, he's managed to find beauty here um and it's it's a great representation of dark side and light side yeah. yeah and i think they really capture that tonality and just the overall spirit of this is not just you know pretty is not just this like evil graveyard yeah. <laughs> it, there there is beauty here and ezra managed to find it whilst being a nomad yeah and so i, I think that was a really strong thing they captured here on which, camera which they could have so easily gone the opposite direction yeah could have, have he's been, dour he now could have too. been uh, like on a mountain not wanting to yeah. see a lightsaber well, yeah. no, like that's uh, but actually and and yeah. i i think that's one of my favorite things about ezra as just a character in general like his like date of birth <laughs> is literally the beginning of the empire like his entire existence Mm-hmm. has been marred by like these dark times and yet despite losing his parents despite losing his master despite getting stranded in a different galaxy he has always been able to maintain hope and light and i think represents the best of what the old jedi was right um and in so many ways what the new jedi can be and i think for both sabine somebody who from the very beginning, who grew up in the same exact times and has experienced all that that dour and hurt and kind of retreated inward and, and cut herself off from the Force. Mm-hmm. And even Ahsoka, whom I think has been on this really powerful journey, especially in the last episode, mm-hmm. Ezra is going to be such an important reminder of not just the light, but also the potential and that there is a future still. Exactly. exactly. Um, which is what all the characters need. And honestly, what I'm really curious about, maybe it's what Balin needs. Hey, hey, hey. Like, seems like it's where it's headed, man. I mean, he's he's such a... And it also really yeah. seems like... Uh, I know you're doing a transition no. here. Uh, <laughs> it also seems like Thrawn, like Thrawn doesn't need to dispose of Ezra if they're just going to leave. Especially when he's saying, like, just so you know, if, you, if we leave and you're not on that ship, you're going to be stranded here. Yeah. So he doesn't need to dispose of them. So it seems like he's got a. I mean, I can imagine he's kind of mad at us. <laughs> so. Well, now, now, now they've got now but they've got the Pergil. Uh, so he might not feel that way 
No, I mean, he probably feels that. I mean, no, yeah. no, the soak and the pearl. But prior to that, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, seems like he has a like he's got a personal yeah. vendetta against Ezra. I it, I think it's both a vendetta and an admiration. I mean, I think that's like my favorite part of Thrawn is he doesn't just view his enemies as enemies; he views them yeah. as people uh, who are complex <laughs> and sophisticated. And Ezra to outmatch him as like you know a little boy, <laughs> it must yeah. fascinate him in a yeah. You know, uh, your Balin point. What were you? I love what they're teasing with Balin because what I love what they're doing yeah. with Balin is they seem like they're really setting up. I love how I'm not feeling like this is going nowhere in, yeah. in the sense of uh, we're just building to the first order or some shit, right? Even though he's talking about that yeah. essentially, he's like, well, oh, the rise and fall, you know, the empire. He's like, it's okay, like yeah, something I, interesting I, about this guy. But but it, but it seems like what he is searching for here, which they have not clarified. You have a very clear theory. You've mentioned it a few times yeah. of where they're possibly going with this. I still feel like whatever it is specifically a Balin is seeking. That's leading us. That's opened up a new door for us in Star Wars. The most is specifically yeah. his character. That's just the inkling that I'm at least well, getting. Well, I, I I think the if if they go the direction of of the the first order and and all of that and try to tie this all, I I honestly think they'd be doing a giant disservice <laughs> to everything that they've done. No, I think where this is going, if and and it will be a miracle if they can pull it off. You have all these different elements of the Force in in terms of Balin, Ahsoka, Ezra, Sabine, um, Hu Yang, Hu Yang. No, but between them all, there's there is a collective knowledge and spectrum of the Force that I wouldn't necessarily say is on the dark side, but represents a a nuance. Balin is a, a crusader of a bygone era, whom was disillusioned by what happened to his order. Ahsoka is a crusader from a bygone era. Yeah, yeah. Who is, they have the opportunity here, in my mind, to be Both generals. The, f- the front okay. line mm-hmm. and, and, and the first defense for the galaxy mm-hmm. against whatever this greater evil is going to be, whether it be the, the grisk of, of the books and the comics or whether it be something that we've never seen before. And I think all of them coming together and recon- reconciling that the force is a spectrum, um, and that to achieve balance, there there has to be somewhere in between. There needs to be, you know, I, I think it will create a fascinating new Jedi Order that can exist outside of, of the galaxy that we know, and that maybe can be reconnected with, you know, what they're hoping to do with the Ray series and her building her new Jedi Order. Hell yeah. Um, but I, I hope that they don't, they don't just bring these characters back to the old galaxy and and put them on a collision course with seven, eight, and nine. Uh, I I hope that they they give them they have a whole new galaxy ripe for storytelling. Hell yeah! So, um, but John, witches of Dathomir. Yeah, I'm finally excited. got your witches. So excited! I mean, they're not witches of Dathomir. They're the Dathomiri witches, witches of old. Dathomir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some combination of these. Yeah. They're the Benny Jesseret. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> yeah. They're the fates. They're the Benny Jesseret. They're the weird sisters. They're I don't, all of it. Th- if they were any more on the nose. I mean, I just cannot wait. Like, th- th- this is all getting very heavy metal if they're going to have, like, some kind of witch showdown on some boneyard have you, planet. Have you seen any of Witches of Dathomir? Little bits and pieces, yeah. 
What does that mean? That's <laughs> such a John answer. What does uh, that mean? Most <laughs> what does that Witches mean? of Dathomir, I would have only seen in like breakdown footage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there are other things that I've seen in actual episodes, but there are uh, not them. <laughs> so I mean, like <laughs> <love that figure. laughs> the, the idea alone gets yeah. me excited because that's just something very much up my alley. Ancient sure. Order of Witches. I would love to see yeah. how that applies to this and those. I feel like recent Star Wars has been dogged with. Uh, at least in live I'm action. My, my question is, yeah, what do you think of their? What do you think of their? Um, the impression that they left. I mean, I was I was very intrigued by everything. They're perhaps the element that rests the least on good casting for me. Like it's just a generally interesting idea, and as being that we are in this ancient part of the galaxy that feels very ancient, it feels like you know Middle Earth ruins or something like that. They feel like characters who just naturally would root there, and I would love some kind of exploration, especially because we have had enough investment in Morgan Elsbeth at least to bring her out of Mando into this show and extrapolate yeah. on that. Um, I, just yeah. as a, on my wish list, would love some kind of dive or for them to factor in heavily and for that aspect of this world that seems like it's kind of lost or fringe now to, you know, rear its ugly head again, especially because we do live in a moment where uh, metaphysics and mysticism are more prominent in the mainstream. And sure. I feel like, you know, Star Wars of old is commenting on a certain period of war as it is also bringing in certain film aesthetics. So I feel like this could be an interesting way to further update. I mean, like, you know, I feel like you should look beyond the spectrum of you know into the broader spectrum of wars for your inspiration for this instead of just always doing the nazis over and over again sure. um but yeah this is well you know actually vietnam was also a big part of it sure yeah, yeah absolutely sure was. No, yeah. yeah i mean i i agree though with john on that like i, yeah. I feel like yeah, the yeah. show is at risk of sometimes it seems like they put out like, oh, this is the planet. This is lore, backstory. Yeah. And Star Wars fans will extrapolate that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, down they'll 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 dilute it down to its like finest mineral. But we won't. <laughs> with, with the show itself won't do anything with its characters. Sure. And I feel like that's the risk that we have yeah. with it. It's like, yeah, they introduced lore, cool, but nothing really became of yeah. it emotional wise or story wise. And and that yeah. is my. That is my my concern that it won't do anything, and it's more of us just you know twiddling our thumbs, waiting for it to be. I'm not saying it's going to do that. I'm, yeah, just, yeah. I'm just saying that yeah. that is one no, concern. I, I think I that's have. a super valid concern. Yeah. And my my big hope here is that uh, in uh, did a lot didn't Jedi it? Survivor, that was my favorite of them. I liked it more than Clone Wars. Yeah. Just because I think it's because you actually had to like run around Dathomir and shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jedi Survivor in particular and how they captured the relation between a Jedi and mm -hmm. a Witch of Dathomir mm -hmm. um, paints such a, like, if if this is all working towards, like, the Star Wars equivalent of an endgame, mm -hmm. taking, like, the magic of Dathomir, taking the power of the Force, of the light and the dark, because there's an enemy that is greater than the whole of all of those is something that really, really excites me. And I think also just it would be really nice for once to just kind of flip the good and bad on its head. And I like they're the closest they've ever been to successfully doing that. Um, and I think Balin is just like the perfect representation of that. But even Morgan's character to an extent is there's a lot of like 
nuance in her performance. I don't want to like give her the benefit of any doubt, but like there is a I'm 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 putting my faith in the in the writers and in Dave Filoni in particular that they're not just going to use like the witches of Dathomir to bring them to this galaxy and then to just not conclude that arc. Um, but also, what the heck happened to the witches of Dathomir in this galaxy? It seems worth exploring, and not to be like rip off Dune more, but like yeah, you know, yeah. there is such a rich well in that story with sure. the Benny Gesserit and all that stuff, and the amount of sway and just the part of the bigger political spectrum they yeah. can occupy. And I yeah. think that would be a really cool, interesting thing that has been trodden, but is very much new in the live action setting. And I do feel like if they <laughs> I don't know what their plan is for this new galaxy. And I, you brought some, one of you said something earlier, which is, you know, I hope they don't just use this as an excuse to collect up a couple characters, bring them back to the main yeah, timeline, yeah. then go right into, you know, the sequel trilogy. I'll I'm take like, the credit for Michelson. Yeah, Greg, that was a great point. It's that thing <laughs> you reminded me to tell you to say, right? Um, like that's, these are all things where, yeah, I'm waiting to see if there will be window dressing or not, because if they never really bother to expound on this galaxy again, I'll feel kind of let down. I'll feel kind of yeah. chipped. And, and two, I mean, we are at that point where I'm like, okay, cool. We're in this new place. Like you said, we're kind of on one planet and it's a wreck. It's a ruin. It's a derelict. Yeah. What does the rest of this place look like and how different can it be? And in some ways it is like, oh, well... You know, how much do you show and dispel that mysticism? Or, you know, it could be an, a, a cool opportunity to really try out some new things, some new aesthetics, some new stories, some new something. Yeah. And I feel like that is something that new Star Wars has been trying yeah. to figure out really desperately. I think, like, when they, when the, it's the thing is, if there's one criticism I do actually have that just didn't pop into my head till right now. Sure. Before we entered the planet, they were saying how oh man we really should wrap this up. I gotta edit. Uh, <laughs> we were talking a while. Is that um, the before we entered? They're like, oh, the, I mean, I like the additional lore that they gave us in the Pergil and how that's connected to um, you know the, the the witches. I thought that was really cool to get. It, it, is they were setting up like how it's a graveyard and stuff, and, it, and I, was, I really felt like there was gonna be like this menacing horror. Almost, yeah. almost the equivalent to something like two towers and a yeah. Yeah. Swamp something, Zip. something yeah. a bit yeah. more yeah. apocalyptic. Yeah, and I feel like when we travel to Dathomir, yeah. if that feels more horrifying than sure. than here, you oh, know, and, uh, and, and, and I was I, like, I oh, I kind of wish we yeah. got some of that. I, part of me, part of me wonders if they're they're saving some of that. I like, hope. like I kind of want to like, and this is just like Michael in fantasy land at this point, but. I want. I don't think we're going to get a giant satisfying conclusion at the end of this season. I feel like it's going to be an Empire Strikes Back situation. I yeah, it's it's going to be a big, but it's not going to be like a satisfying conclusion to this arc. There's going to be I want to see is hiding on the planet, and then Din Djarin's going to come. I want to see them on the front lines of like, oh, this is like bad of of whatever this big bad is. And to see a planet that's just been absolutely devastated and to realize that the threat that Thrawn is running away from is going to find its way to their galaxy. Yeah. That they're that last line of defense. I would strand um, everybody here at the end of the season. Yeah. I, I, I think we got a lot to unpack yeah. as we move forward. What do you guys think? Yeah. I would love to, I'd love to know um, and theorize with you. Uh, but, guys, this was great. Um, 
friends, if you enjoyed <laughs> this, <laughs> if you enjoyed this, admire the tenacity. Use the force. <laughs> I'm done. Use the we force. The video every time now. I'm like, I gotta wrap this up. I was like, I'm gonna wrap it up for you. Buddy. Every <laughs> single hard. time. I like, I, use I the force. Shit. <laughs> to leave a like and a comment. We Make should, sure you hit the 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 bell button. We should shout someone out. There's we only should, a few no, days left we should in the shout month. somebody out. Is it um? Is it those names right there? Yeah, yeah, the to dos, not the completes. Uh, hey, <laughs> Gabriel. Gabriel, Gabriel, yeah, Gabriel, the archangel. <laughs> oh no, oh no, you you done it now. No, you said no, it. he hates that. Gabriel's shout out. not an angel. Oh. We've, we've done that shout out so many times. Oh. He, he's expressed that he does not believe in God, and there's more to him than that. <laughs> Gabriel, the Antichrist. <laughs> it's all That's for the you, Gabriel. I kind of went that direction already <laughs> with another shout oh, out. Right. Gabriel, you gotta the g- everyman. Yeah, Gabriel, long for Gabe. <laughs> You know, I've been watching uh, The Office. Uh, finally, uh, I, I realized I never made it past season eight because I was I didn't want to let uh, Michael Scott go. And there's a character on there who I know a lot of people don't really like. His name is Gabe. Yeah. And um, as I've been watching the show, I gotta say I don't get the hate for Gabe. I think Gabe's an all right guy. And I imagine this Gabriel is kind of like you, buddy. Even better. So just l- lanky and um, uh, a little bit insecure. I that was the name of and, the next yeah. <laughs> Lanky, a little bit insecure and uh, kind of trying to posture confidence, but it's never yeah. quite really there. I had posture once. And then uh, that's why uh, you insist on never mentioning the archangel element, be- right. and, uh, not believer in God, very much Gabe from The Office. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's kind of my association. Yeah. And but funny, funny guy at the same time. I have no idea what your physical appearance looks like. One That's time so I made well. a shout out about someone's physical appearance, not knowing what they look like, and I even stated that, and they got severely offended. Yeah. And I said, I don't even know what you look like. I'm clearly just making shit up on the spot here. Yeah. So you might be like super fat for all I know. Um, or you could be like a dwarf. Uh, I don't know which way you go, buddy. Um, you could be disfigured. You could just be a head in a jar. <sighs> Either like a way, Futurama. A disfigured fat dwarf. A disfigured oh, fat. People must little point person. at you a lot. <laughs> I mean, I get it sometimes. <laughs> uh, people must specify. Ricardo you. Martinez. <laughs> next chat. Ricardo Martinez. You are. No, no, we'll do him next week. <laughs> nah, Gabe. That's a promise. Embrace the shout out. We love you, Gabriel. Love you, Gabe. You know it's all in fun. See you, buddy.